0: Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
1: To play or not to play? That is the question.
2: What do you want me to do, Bailey? Play. This is well hit down the left field line, and that ball is gone. It's a home run, first ever in the career of
3: Adam Wainwright. We're gonna do her. Play. Breaking ball struck him out, and the Cardinals have won the pennant. Molina leaps into the arms of Adam Wainwright. Play. The one two pitch to Chris Bryant. He got
2: him. Struck him out. He has struck him out three times today. Say. Fly ball. Calls it over. He has it! Wainwright, his 39th birthday, he goes the distance. Play. Inside corner, and he struck him out. That's strikeout number 1000 at Bush Stadium for Adam Wainwright. Kill. from his 40th birthday and tonight he gets his 27th complete game and he was
3: absolutely magnificent six for six i guess we should play
4: <laughs> what a treat it is you heard him every week on character and smallman with danny mack here on 101 espn but he is joining us in studio adam wainwright is with us how are you doing this morning adam
1: I'm doing great! What a what an awesome fancy studio y'all have here. This is cool.
4: <laughs> it's cold in here, though, right?
1: It's it's an absolute igloo in here. <laughs> There's no <laughs> doubt. I mean, it is below freezing in this room.
4: It really is. But that's to keep you sharp and keep you on your game. So we have Adam Wayne right here. Good Dan- mornings. Danny Mac has been here all morning, and you know it's a special guest when Randy Carricker comes in the studio while From he's on vacation. vacation.
3: Okay, <laughs> uh, I will. Uh, I will be full you disclosure never did this here. this for Michelle and it, I.
2: Yeah, but When right. Wayno comes in, oh well, well, yeah,
3: I'll leave the house. But I, I told Michelle, mm-hmm. and so it's nine fifty. I was supposed to tee off at of Boone Valley at eight o'clock, and the rain came, and so we canceled Boone Valley today. So if it was that's a nice not rain, day, hard enough
1: to get out of Boone,
3: would you have come? Uh, if it
2: was a nice day, it was just because of the rain, or is it because of Wayno? Uh, be I honest. Was- <laughs> Well,
3: you know, I love you, but it would have
2: been
1: a And that should be your answer. Moon Valley's <laughs> a special place. It's great.
4: Okay, well, Adam is in studio with us today. He joined us every week, courtesy of Chick-fil-A. We wanted to give a shout-out again to Chick-fil-A for sponsoring Wednesdays with Wayno throughout the entire season, and thank Adam again for coming on with us each week throughout the season. But Adam is here today. This is really special. He's going to accept a donation from Chick-fil-A, $5,200, going to support Big League Impact doing great things for our community and all across the world, and as one- One final amazing gesture this season. Chick-fil-A is also going to be delivering complimentary food later today to the staff at Crisis Aid on behalf of Adam, on behalf of Big League Impact and 101 ESPN.
1: Love that. Love that. Love that. Thanks for helping to uh, get that ball rolling for us so we can feed some people who do some incredible things throughout the city of St. Louis. And we had fun talking this year.
2: You're going to do it again next year? What's that the you know do the show
1: you never commit too early, you never <laughs> I'm trying to get you to commit right now <laughs> well, well, it seemed like it was a good uh, a good jumping off point for next year, you know we'll see about it, but um.
2: We got chance to. Do. We we we, you I don't see we why want. we wouldn't do it. You can't hang up a phone. Yeah, we can tackle right. you if you He's committed to playing next year. So. That's what I'm saying. So uh, you're maybe in. you
4: should ask your family if you should do it again. <laughs> we'll,
2: we'll, <laughs> put do a, a we'll put a video. a video out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pull, the the some, yeah. The girls got some. Yeah. girls got some airtime this year too. The girls got some airtime. Well, you know that's and that's a lot of times not of of my choosing. It's just how things go in my house. You know, like. There's just no alone time to be had. You know, you think you're in the bathroom by yourself until someone's sitting in your lap. You know, you think you think you're eating by yourself until someone's eating half the food on your plate. I mean, it's just nothing you can do uh,
2: to get away from five kids. Usually
3: I get a kick out of a
2: little guy, oh, he, a little man's hilarious. He's awesome. I he's get a, a tornado. Kick out of That's so awesome. So awesome. He He just seems like he's so much fun and he's got all the girls around him so you know you get the girls and then dad comes home and then you get to you know you get a little guy time in he just seems like he's a blast for you he is and every now and then no offense to all the beautiful women out here listening in in, in the
1: studio he and I look at each other like sometimes like let's go we got to get outside we got to we got to go out i love it uh, but he's you know he's a breath of fresh air for me because uh, as a girl dad i love my girls had four of them first before we had Caleb and uh I thought, you know, I had everything figured out about kids and then boys come and it's just a completely different animal, Totally, you know, completely different animal. You know, he, I go outside with my girls and they fall in the mud. It is a uh, dad come pick me up. And and, and not that they're, they, I mean, they, they play sports. They're all, I love doing that. But they thought, dad, you got to come pick me up and we got to go get this off right, right away, right? Mm-hmm. My son was rolling down, was walking down a hill this year and absolutely ate it in the mud, <laughs> mud all over his face and shirt, and he looks down, and I'm going, alright, what's this reaction going to be? He walks back up to the top of the desert does it hill again? and does it again. And I was like, yes, he's a dude, you know? he's a dude. But yeah. I know there's girls out there doing the same stuff, too. Well, there's,
4: the, there's a big difference between getting muddy while playing a sport and getting muddy when you're not anticipating yeah, the fun it. Part. You know what I mean? Yes. There's a big difference there. Well, Adam, we're going to ask you a lot about the season, uh, about the Cardinals this year, but first I want to ask you about what you just did, which was getting back in the broadcast booth for Fox for uh, the ALDS, I guess my question is, what's it like to be so good at everything you do?
2: Well, I, I, can <laughs> I can I throw a little bit in here? He was not a play-by-play guy. I want right. to make sure that he yes. never <laughs> did play-by-play. That's by right. Play. That's right. He was an analyst. So he going was. forward, his role will be an as an analyst. Strictly. not because the, there's you know there's some guys who do play-by-play in town that I know that saw what he did on the air and got a little scared. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so I just want to make sure he's yeah, the right. That's analyst true. going That's forward. True. You no, are and, awesome. And you let are. me tell you
1: that I would, I don't. I don't have it in me. That's a talent that uh people don't understand how hard that is to be a play by play guy and make the game sound interesting and call every play as it is and then and then give to give an exciting call in the moment because I get caught up in the moment and I'm like, Oh wow, look at that. That's really cool. Oh yeah, I'm on the mic uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just there's a there's a, a separate talent for um, for that that you know, that that takes a lot of practice and time and talent to, to do to pull that off. What I'm better at, I think. I mean, I never tried the other one because I think I'm almost positive it would be a disaster. But what I'm better at is is talking about what I see. And you gave me some great advice the other day and talking about experiential things and why somebody would do that. So, you know, I'm, I I try to check my ego aside at the door before I start and get as much help as I can from great pros like you.
2: I, I, I am curious, and I know you guys just on this one real quickly, were they in your ear a lot or did they, because you were new, They tried to stay, and I mean the producer, the director, stats guy, whatever, but not the people that you sat there with, but those behind the scenes in the truck who really make it go. The men and Mm -hmm. women of those crews are incredibly talented. Um, Were they in your ear a bunch, or did they say, hey, don't get in his ear because... What happens for people that are out there, if they press the button, your your sound goes off. So all of a sudden, you're talking, but you're not hearing yourself, mm-hmm. which can really throw you off. And mm-hmm. I'm just curious if they said, hey, let's stay away from that, let them get comfortable in that seat. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, they did whatever they did. You yeah. know? <laughs>
1: um, yeah. I, I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, Aaron, um, who was a the producer there, just does an incredible job. There's a, there's a real good conversation going on. In the earphones, for that sure. People don't hear, uh, and, and some the, of it you can't have them hear. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. Those stat guys and producers, man, that is, that is, you know, when you hear somebody uh, say like, "Well, that's the fourteenth strikeout mm-hmm. in the last four weeks on a Wednesday," you know, yeah, after that's eight right. p.m. You're thinking, man, this guy has really done his homework, but yep. it's actually those stat guys who are producing all those really cool um, lines for you to give throughout the air to make you sound smart too. And those guys are, man, that's a, it's a, they, they're unsung heroes of the of the broadcast for sure. Sure.
3: Did you get a chance to connect with Tony at all? I did. Yep. Yeah, we had some good talks. Good. It's number one. The games took a long time, and I thought you did a great job of. It's remaining engaged for four and a half hours, which is not easy to do. But you brought something extra to, the, to the, those telecasts, I thought, because of your experience with him.
1: Yeah, and that was fun to uh, to just... To sit down and talk with him beforehand, in, in kind of a different role, like, all right, Tony, what do you got planned for your pitchers this week? Like, how many pitches has he got? You know, are you thinking about early leash, you know, or he's got a tight leash right here. Are we, we thinking about getting big Lance up early. You know, all those kind of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he, you know, seemingly would, uh, and Dusty too, actually would. They would look at me like, all right, I know this guy. I've been around him. I, he's all right. He's not trying to, you know, can trust you. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of trust there. Um, but it was it was cool talking with Tony off the scene too, just getting. Kind kind of the backstory behind some of his players and what he's gone through and, and why he picked managing back up. And, um, you know, the team that he's with, the team he's with is very talented. There's a lot, a lot. Of, that's a deep team over there. Um, so, you know, they, they had some injuries it, that they were working through. Big Big Lance wasn't exactly 100%. Rodon obviously wasn't 100%. So, talking with him about that pre series was fun. But I had some great talks with Tony. He hadn't changed a single bit. Is that right? At all. Not at all. Same guy.
3: Interesting. That's great. I also wanted to ask you because I asked Dan a lot at the end of the seasons do you need some decompression time? And obviously, you went right into TV after the end of the season, but you play for six months. It's pretty intense, a lot of travel. Is there a decompression? period for you after a season? Uh,
1: I mean, somewhat. There, When you have as many people going in as many different directions as I do in my household, you can't have a complete decompression time mm-hmm. because you got to take somebody somewhere. You got to be the coach. You got to be, you know, she's got to be here and he's got to be there and she's got to be over there and I've got to pick her up. And I mean, there's really not a a time of just re- rest and relaxation, honestly. I mean, and and that's fine. It, it kind of flows into it better
2: that way. You have <clears throat> such a great mind for the game, and I, I love the shots when we see you talking to Jack Flaherty or Dakota Hudson or some of the young guys. And when you were a young guy. They did that for you, so you're always you're talking about a lot of things, but you're talking baseball a lot, which is great. So my question would be, can you find a role after baseball to where you can have family time and as you know, as a coach, if you were going to coach, it's from ten a m until one o'clock in the morning or whatever the case may be every day and t v or radio that's a lot of time away from your family, so can you find like that dual role you think that would um appease your appetite to stay in the game, but yet keep family first and foremost?
1: That is the goal, Um, and we'll see how that looks. Uh, It was funny, the other day, Adam Amin was telling me, and Adam is who I worked with, he was the play-by-play guy, he really is great, and he's great to work with, and he's helped me so much. But he was telling me about, you know, you just come in here, You, Adam, just coming here, Wayno, just coming here in October and do a couple of games and it's beautiful weather and you're sitting up in this booth and it's like, you know, 75 degrees. Crowds are going crazy. He goes, I do the Bulls and he does basketball and he does, you know, football and all kinds of other things too. But he's like, I'll be up in a press box July 4th and it's 100 degrees in there and sweating my tail off with. You know, 22,000 people in the right. stand, max 20,000 maybe, that are not nearly as engaged as this, and I was like you know what, maybe I do just want to do the postseason this seems <laughs> like a pretty good gig He's like, and the producer comes on the air in, the, in my ears and goes, now you're figuring it out, yeah, exactly <laughs> it was fun, I had a great time, but I think there is a role somewhere, I mean I don't know what that looks like I like going on the road every now and then and, and seeing these unique parks and and uh and and stadiums and teams and 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 kind of mixing it up and taking taking my gal out on a you know a, a little short vacation to Chicago or wherever that is um I like getting out and doing that kind of thing so there's got to be something like that and I also like I want to do a little different type of of show right I I would I would love to go sit down with you know the best restaurant in town and take Anthony Rizzo or whatever, and and go talk baseball and and have a meal and eat the best barbecue in town or whatever sure. that is, uh, as like a pregame hit, you know, before you get on there, something like that to bring baseball and and kind of humanize it a little bit and bring bring them into to people's you know
2: living rooms a little bit. That's what we're missing. Yeah, yeah. so I we think that might that. be my role. Yeah.
4: I'd watch that. Adam Wainwright joining us in studio here on 101 ESPN. And speaking of the human element, Adam, I talked about this after you guys lost to the Dodgers. Tough loss, tough end to the season. But it really struck me, a comment that you made and a comment that Harrison Bader made after the game. You had a tough end to the season. You started that game. And afterwards, when you were asked about Alex Reyes, you talked about going and giving him a hug and telling him he has a bright future. When Harrison Bader... Asked about the loss. He made it a point to talk about Matt Carpenter and what Matt Carpenter meant to him. And if this is the end of the road for him, potentially, he wanted to make sure to get that out there. And it it just really struck me because you guys are the ultimate competitors. And here you are. In the throes of the ultimate competition and you still have time to compartmentalize and think about the feelings of your teammates. And that just really speaks to me not only about you guys as a whole, but about the dynamics of your clubhouse.
1: Yeah, and, that's the, and you nailed it right there at the end of it. The dynamics of the clubhouse. That's a very important thing for a winning club. You know, when you're when you are rooting for each other more than just on the field, but also off the field and you're growing, you're having those big league dinners where you get to go and share life with each other, not just baseball. Baseball is inevitably going to be a lot about what you talk about but hey i would like to know like what you're doing off the field how's your how's your home life how's your mindset going forward and you know how how's you know whatever it is when you're bonding like that off the field you get close you you play for that player you know you play for those guys you you want to win for them and that just pushes you a little bit farther and and you get a little bit closer and that also allows for when you have those honest conversations a lot and you grow a lot with each other. That also allows for when somebody needs to get a, qu- a quick check or a buke or whatever, and you say, hey, hey, man, let me. That's not the way we do things. Then, then it they come, it comes across better. It, it's more real that way, and and they know that they that you love them and you're not just coming down on them. And 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 there's a give and take with that too. I tell Jack Flaherty all the time, man, if you see me slipping, let me know right away. Or if you see me doing something on on in the in the game that you think I could do better, let me know right away so I can so I can be better. And, and I think there's a good, honest, open ending um, point of of growth there from young player to old on our team that. That I've not seen in a while.
3: And by the way, he does, right?
4: He, I was just he, gonna ask, has he checked you?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. He he he. The other really? day, in uh, my second to last start of the season. He's like, hey, you're you're doing something with your hands that you know, we know this is not a good thing for you. When you start pushing your hands out, when I start tracking down my leg with my hands on my with my handbrake is weird. It it comes back yep. not in a straight line, doesn't stay behind me, and then I start rapping, I get I get rotational, which just means I'm gonna pull a lot of balls mm-hmm. and lose a lot of balls up and arm side. And and he's really good about noticing those things right away, but he'll tell me and he knows he has full he has full permission to let me know right away because I want to fix that in game. I don't want to wait till after the game and somebody you you know, on the 18th hole, somebody say, "You know, on the first hole, I noticed <laughs> right. that you were, you know, doing this." And you're like, "Well, why didn't you tell me 17 holes yeah. ago?" Um, so I like fixing those things in game, but also it's about mindset. You know, like I want to know if I'm leading well. I want to know if I'm loving these guys well, and 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 I want to know that from the coaching staff down. You know, from the young players down. Hey, man, how can I serve you better? How can I pray
3: for you? What can I do for you to help you be a better player and teammate? We know uh, big league impact fantasy football week four mm-hmm. saw Caraker and Smallman pull away for a three point. Mm-hmm victory over Adam mm-hmm. Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. And let, you, you lost, lost to these guys? Yeah, the but very last second. Was a field goal? <laughs> that, this past wow. weekend, you lost another heartbreaker. Yeah, that was a field goal by Justin Tucker on Monday yeah. night. Man, Jeez. you had some heartbreakers. You know what's funny about that Justin Tucker field goal?
1: Jack Flaherty had Justin Tucker, who I traded Justin Tucker to Jack Flaherty in another big trade that we had, um, which I made a, a big trade last night too. I'm very proud of. <laughs> uh, but Justin Tucker made that field goal. I lost I lost our our match, Mm -hmm. right? I lost to Jack Flaherty on the same field goal. And I also lost another game (laughs) on the same field goal. And almost all of the totals were almost exactly the same. It was like Mm -hmm. 147.2 to 148.3 or something in all three games. And I'm like... Well, I'm going to send a mean note to Justin Tucker, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. and he's going to send one back <laughs> he really saying you should that. not
2: trade traded me, dude, so yeah, there funny. you go. Hey, can you—I mean this sincerely—can you, knowing that it's Yachty's last year and who knows how long you're going to play, and the special relationship that you guys have had and what you mean to the city, the organization, this fan base, can you go to Mo or Mr. DeWitt as a player and say, look— we think because of our relationship with player X, we think we can get him here. I mean, I, I know you probably have done stuff like that before with other guys, but maybe even more of an emphasis this year than ever because it is Yachty's last year. Can you and, and will you do something like that? I'm sure going to try. I, can yeah. tell you
1: that. <laughs> I was a big part of getting Lance Berkman over here, okay. getting Matt Holliday over here um, for, to, to sign an extension. But to get Berkman over here, I, I, I negotiated like— Seventy five percent of that contract. Seriously, I'm dead serious. Really? That's awesome. I got no Down cut of money. that either. No cut of that. Down to the money. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I was taking offers back and forth. We were at the same conference. I was at a Christian conference with with Lance, and and I'm going, dude, we need you right here. And 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 Moe's going, hey, we need him. And I'm going, I know. All right, send me. Let's let's work this out right here. And then Lance's agent just happened to be at the same place we were, and and his name's Mike Moy. He's a great guy. And Mike's like, hey, Adam, uh, I'm the agent. We appreciate you getting us this far. Uh, Can I take it from here? (laughs) And I was like, hey, just don't blow it, man. Like, this is a big deal for our team. You know, like, if you mess this up, I'm blaming you because I got it right there on the doorstep. (laughs) But there's been, there's been um, trades and stuff that happened that, that uh, I've been pulled in on that I really appreciate. I, I like having a role in that, in that regard. There's a lot of players that Yachty and I know around the league from just playing against each other and with, with lots of guys and, Well, the thing that 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 really helps sometimes is, you know, what a clubhouse thinks about a player Mm -hmm. and you know what that player is going to be like when you get them into your clubhouse. Um, And so those are great scouting reports, you know,
3: and you need those. Does St. Louis still have the allure that it had when you start when your career started? As, as a destination for players to come, it, it, okay. So uh, it does
1: again. Yes. Now I would say for a couple of years we sort of lost that just a little mm-hmm. bit. There was some you know rhetoric out there that was probably uh, unfair. Um, you know the Cardinal Way thing was starting to rub people wrong. But all that is is success. You know that that was that was people trying to find reasons not to like the St. Louis Cardinals. Right. <laughs> um, but our our staff and our our training staff and our our all that staff they work together so well. That players hear those things. I mean, when when you when you have a staff that really gels and, and works together well, and a player in a clubhouse that really works together well, um, players want to be a part of that. Especially if they have a great chance to win in October, which is what we're bringing to the table now.
3: I gotta ask one more thing, and people have seen this, whether it be on the internet or watched it live. You ate a hot dog on National a TV. Polish. Yeah. Polish, yeah. How did your body react? Because you're a very healthy eater now. How did your body react to that? And can I can I
2: add something to yeah. that? I'm I'm told if you're from Chicago, you are never ever supposed to put anything on it. So like you're not supposed to put mustard, you're not supposed to put mm. ketchup, you're not supposed mm. to do anything to get the true Polish taste of a mm. Chicago dog. So go ahead and answer those questions. Okay,
1: so I've got the whole breakdown on this um, from people who know. Okay, who from there, now you have two different styles. You have a Chicago dog, and what that means is an Adam Amon is the one who told me this.
4: Oh yeah, Chicago guy.
1: Yeah, he's a Chicago guy, and he used to make Chicago dogs. Chicago-style hot dogs. And he said, you can put ketchup on any kind of hot dog. It just won't be a Chicago hot dog. Okay, Mm -hmm. there you go. So a Chicago-style hot dog has mustard. It has some sort of little peppers, things on them. It has a pickle. It has um, uh, celery salt, and it has mustard. And that's what it has. And if you put anything else on it, it's fine. It's just not a Chicago-style hot dog. Is that what you had? Did you put all that on there? I had that the first day. Um, and your before, body reacted okay? Before we went on air, Ooh, which was that's a, mistake, a, that's a rookie move, Which man. was a mistake. I know. I told them that, and they were terrified that I was going to freak everybody out about eating on, on the air. I'm like, no, you you don't understand my role here. My role here
2: is to eat on camera. That was my role. Um, well, that's like having a partner that goes and has Skyline chili, and you get to sit next to him for the next three and a half hours. Not yeah, good. Yeah, that's, that's bad.
1: Plus, Skyline, no offense to anybody from Cincinnati. There's a lot of things Cincinnati does uh, really well. They have the best ice cream in the graders. world. Raiders ice cream. Awesome. But Skyline chili is just gross man yes it is. it's well first of all you have to understand what you're getting it's not chili right it's you can get it five ways you get the noodles sauce, basically exactly um but it's not in a chili because i'm from the south and 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 we think of chili a certain way and people from the north think of chili a certain way but and, and i think we think of them the same way but then there's that middle area in cincinnati that hasn't really figured out what they know right. about chili <laughs> and so they call it chili but it's not chili I would agree. Okay, so back to the hot dogs. The Polish though, um, is supposed to have like grilled onions on it and mustard, I believe. And uh that was delicious. And it was like fifteen inches long. It was oh, yeah. the biggest hot dog I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Uh but they were both delicious. They were both delicious. And the first day, the game was like, you know, five hours and twenty six minutes long or whatever it was, longest game I've ever been a part of. It's not any game anyways. And about halfway through I'm like I don't care if they want me to talk about it on air or not. I need some food up in here. And I'm like, (laughs) what is the best thing to eat? And then, you know, we start getting all these text messages or whatever. And I'm like, helmet nachos, huh? That's interesting. And then two minutes later, I got a big old White Sox helmet full of (laughs) nachos in front of me, you know,
2: and then. See that's the key when you're when you're at a city. Yeah, you know, like when you go to Frisco and they've got the garlic fries, yep. and then you talk about it on the air magically. Yeah, they get it there to you. Somebody's listening; right. they'll Amazing. bring it to you. And when you I know. figured that out, I, I made a Gatorade
1: push and all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah. And you I made sure I turned the G towards the camera and everything. <laughs> yeah. And then two <laughs> seconds later, there was like 14 Gatorades in front of me. It was great. Oh, that's so huge. I started the next day. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get on there and I'm going to talk about all my favorite things. <laughs> exactly. We'll see what we can get delivered.
4: You know what it sounds like? Good training for your future show where you eat with fellow athletes. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yep. Well, I, Adam, it was it was wonderful talking to you. Dan, did you have one more thing you want to I jump in I do have
2: one more question. I do have one more question. You know I'd like to do this to you, Adam. Um so let's just say you don't play, uh, or I'm excuse me, let's say you don't retire next year. Um, I was doing the numbers. You are close to being a Hall of Famer. Now, we all know you are a Cardinals Hall of Famer. That's going to happen. You're going to have your red jacket, and it's going to be meaningful when you and Albert and Yachty maybe go out all next year. Who knows? Be the most amazing class we've seen. Um, but you're close to the Hall of Fame, man. Have you noticed that? And have you taken a look at it? I know you look at numbers, but and I can say it, and maybe you don't want to say it, but you're close to that. Would that entice you then to continue to play, if you're playing at a high level, and say, you know what, I'm going for it. we got a chance to win. I'm still doing it at the age of 41, 42, and you know what? I could be on my way to Cooperstown. Would that mean something, or would it motivate you to do that? Well,
1: of course it would mean something. Um, the, the tricky thing is, do I balance being a hall of fame player with being a hall of fame understood dad and husband and yep. that's my most important thing uh to be a hall of famer in um and I feel like I've I have and my girls have been just tremendous blessed. They they have been so gracious and, and awesome about me playing again. They really wanted me to play again. But my oldest daughter now is fifteen. She's in high school. We we're talking we about are that, yeah. different this is a different ball game now. You know, mm-hmm. she was just shopping for homecoming dresses the other day because the star on the soccer team asked her to homecoming. Whoa. And I'm not gonna be there, you know, potentially if we'd have gone all the way through. Now I'm gonna sure. be there. He's gonna <laughs> get now he's gonna get grilled, you know. Um but I don't wanna miss things like that, you know. Um now I, I will say, I'll just I'll just I'll end it with this because who knows these things before before time. But a perfect mic drop on a on a, a fun career and an amazing place for an amazing organization would be to go out last year, next year on a World Series victory. Absolutely, uh, absolute mic drop. You know, Yachty and I jumping into each other's arms <laughs> and then saying "C'est la vie." Uh, nice knowing you it's been great. It doesn't get better than that. No. You know, in the booth next better. year maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So uh that's kind of where my head's at. It's just what can I do next year to help us win a World Series and then um go from there. But that that is priority number priority number 1 as far as playing goes. Um and then priority number 1 as far as just being a dude goes is making sure that my girl knows she's taken care of and my and my and my kids know that they're taken care of.
2: Absolutely.
4: Absolutely, and that's a great place to end it. Adam, thank you for joining us in studio, and thank you again for joining us every single week this season. It's been so wonderful chatting with you. Our listeners love getting to hear from you. And thank you again to Chick-fil-A for making this all possible, for sponsoring Wednesdays with Wayno. Adam is going to accept a donation again from Chick-fil-A today, $5,200 going to support Big League Impact. Go to bigleagueimpact.org, get all the information about the great work that they're doing here in St. Louis and all all across the world. And Adam, enjoy your off time.
2: All right, thank you, guys. Thanks Thanks for having me. Your impact on this organization, is monumental. Your impact in this community is is even bigger, and I mean thank that. You. I mean, you do just a, an incredible job. So thank you for what you do with uh, just what started out with fantasy football and what you're doing now. It's, well, it's just amazing. We're just trying to
1: empower the great organizations that are already in this community, um, and and also give them. Sort of a stage to for everyone else to know how incredible they are, because they're the they're the rock stars we're all we're doing is is collecting from amazing people who have big hearts that want to give and and then giving it to these organizations who are just the best at what they do right here in St Louis, so really cool stuff. Hall of Fame person, man. I mean that. Thank you. Yeah, You're
4: absolutely. awesome. Absolutely, Adam Wainwright, Danny Mack, Randy character Emily Butcher, and Mom and Thank you to everyone for listening. Danny Mack is sticking around. The Danny Mac Show with BK coming up next. And on Adam said
2: he's gonna he wants to stick around too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, thanks, Randy, for coming over on a, on a whim a lot during our shows too. We're like, hey, Randy, I got I can do it in five minutes. He's like, all right, I'll be there in five minutes. You know, so he ran over it a couple of times when it was gonna be the only way I could possibly do it, and, and made right. it work. Now,
3: you always made it very easy, and I live five minutes away, so it was it was a breeze. And uh, we couldn't ask for uh, more honesty and more candidness than what you provided us about your life and the team all year long. We It was a fun ride. Yes, sir. We'll do Thanks. it again next time. Thanks, Michelle, also.
4: Yes, thank you, Adam.
0: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffle Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs